Y'all, welcome back to Kentucky Fried Wargaming, where two guys who aren't qualified to talk about anything decide to talk about a game with hard math and chance. I'm Joe. And I'm John. Oh, I'm coming at you this episode excited. For our listeners out there, uh, we've been talking for the past few weeks about uh, a little mini event that we were putting together. Uh, An event that has been dubbed Joe HammerCon 2021. Thanks, Lucas, for the awesome name. Um, where I, uh, recently got my first house with my wife and, uh, we got, we got some space in here. And after John and I did some thinking, we realized we had enough space to have a whole Warhammer weekend just at the house. And, uh, well, I guess we hadn't played in so long after COVID that it just seemed right to kind of throw it together. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh... It was something else. We'll be digging <laughs> real deep into it. <laughs> yeah, there's a whole lot to talk about there. Uh, in general, this whole episode is going to be talking about Joe HammerCon. Do not worry, it will not be a blow for blow about battle reports and stuff. But really, using it as an example to follow up on one of our previous episodes. Uh, earlier on in this, uh, the podcast, we talked about running a small event and some ideas and thoughts around it. Uh, and some challenges you might face, and some tips on what might help you. And well, we just ran a Warhammer event. I mean, it was like a a seven or eight person event, so it's no GT or nothing, but it was still a get-together. We had like 12 people, Joe. (laughs) Okay, there were 12 people in the house. Not all of them were playing Warhammer. (laughs) Um, All but two. (laughs) So we had, I don't think we had 12. Do we have 12? I think we had nine. We had a, a, a quite a number. Um, I don't know. Well, we're going to be growing. We'll talk about it. Yeah, but we did the weekend. We had a lot of fun. But we thought we'd follow up on the, some of the ideas we had in the previous episode and talk about challenges we faced here, uh, what we did right, and what we think made it so fun, and also some things that we might be able to approve on in the future when we do more of these. Because let me tell you, we're going to be doing some more of these. And... uh there was a whole lot of prep to be done to even run the weekend, and that's actually why in this episode, we're not going to have a necessarily a hobby time and games played, because let's be honest, it's it's kind of the topic. So I wouldn't know how to exactly make it work for the gods of music that allow the transitions to happen. So instead, we're just going to throw them in one section right now. All right, John, we're into the next bit. feels a little weird. feels a little weird. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like I'm in two places at once. Like I am uh, standing at that spot on the Purple People Bridge from Ohio and Kentucky where you're kind of in two states at one time. Yeah. I uh, I feel like every uh, sad protagonist from a like early 2000s butt rock band right now. Looking forward and back at the same time. Through the glass, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. It's pretty great. <laughs> Maybe it's three doors down or something. Mm, ennui. <laughs> but, <laughs> I can't just say that alone by itself. 
there are at least four viewers out there who got a good chuckle. The rest are going, what the hell is this? Um, <laughs> for this weekend, y'all, the hobby time at Games Played was the weekend. <laughs> I cannot tell you how much prep went into this for hobby-wise. Um, you know, this felt like a LARP event. God, like, it did. It, it felt like one of the earlier days of our LARP events where you're like, getting ready, we're going like, to put on all of our costume before. Because I don't know about you, but I pulled all my dudes out and looked at them. But like, mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. <laughs> you're getting all ready, trying to scheduling time and everything else. You're like, yeah. Oh, no. It's I, great. I got to craft this piece. Oh, no. I got to repair this armor. Oh, God. I got to make a foam sword. Oh, no. I got to repair this foam. Th- yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it was weeks prior to the event. Uh, because at Joe Hammercon 2021, there was no requirement to have painted models. That would be a little rude. It's not a GT, but it was definitely a goal that a lot of us were pushing towards. We wanted to have entirely painted armies, or at the least, mostly painted armies. And uh, we made that happen. I, shockingly. It took every bit of my free time to do it. <laughs> But I ended up with, originally I was going to paint a thousand points of salamanders. And I think if I would have stuck to my thousand, I would have been able to paint them all in time. But then someone asked, like, why don't we go up to 1.5k? And uh, those extra 500 points hurt hurt me bad. Uh, because by the end of it, it was essentially the extra 500 points that hurt me. Um, I The things I ended up not getting fully painted was I didn't get to wash uh, my six eradicators and I didn't get to wash my captain uh, and I had some details to paint on the dreadnought. Everything else fully painted top to bottom. Which was quite a feeling but man it was a lot of work to get there. What about you John? So I painted four tanks in like a week. Whew. Uh, it was so much easier with the airbrush and I used an ammo wash and it was great. Um, but honestly, I got a lot of the work done ahead of time. I was also like painting on top of stuff that you had already painted with like the guardsman. So I didn't have a ton I needed to do. Mm-hmm. Instead, I just spent a lot of time building lists and playing stuff out. But <clears throat> I can say, and I'm going to slap this in here like right now for the hobby progress for this is that this event sparked something inside of me (laughs) and I've been (laughs) painting like every day since. Yeah. That was something I was going to talk about as well. Uh, I have been doing the same. I don't know if it's just because we were painting so hard for so long that it became habit, but like, so we did the weekend event and like I was literally painting the morning of the event. So I was painting right up to it. Uh, which I've been told is kind of normal for tournaments and stuff. And uh, then we had the event, and uh, everybody went home either late Sunday night or, like, early Monday morning. I took the day off work, and uh, I told myself, hey, you you painted real hard. You could have, like, three days, four days off of painting if you want. You could, you know, play video games and be a lazy slob. Uh... However, I had so much fun off the weekend. One, I like cleaned the entire damn house. I mean, like swept, mopped, vacuumed, made the beds, mowed the lawn, did the weed weapon, used the leaf blower on all the leaves. Like, And then uh, I did not take my painting break. I just did it. I got done with all of that stuff and went, man, you know what I want to do? 
I wanna throw some paint on some little plastic minis. <laughs> so I just, I found myself back at the paint table, painting away during my quote unquote paint break. And uh, that's an amazing feeling. Uh, yeah. Oh, or you're me and you order a bunch of stuff for a new game. Uh, I bought stuff for Star Wars Legion. I'm very excited. I'm turning, this game, okay, this weekend is the most fun I've had when playing Warhammer, like in a group. In a long time. This is like a childhood dream coming true for me in a lot of ways. Mm -hmm. Getting to play with a whole bunch of people in this game. And like everyone was just super jazzed to be there and was like having a good time playing it. Huge, huge boon for me. And it made me want to get into other stuff I liked as a kid. But like edgy me as an adult has been like, it's not as good as it once was. Um, but it's as good at once right now as it's ever going <laughs> to be. As it ever and was. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and that's Star Wars. Like, I have spent the last couple of years yes. kind of being shitty about Star Wars. My boy. Uh, but I, I have watched, like, a couple of episodes of different Star Wars shows. I started watching Star Wars Visions. I bought, like, three Star Wars Legion kits. Uh, but, yes. that, like, I'm not stopping there. I'm also, like, I've been I've been building lists for the Cruel Boys for the next event we're doing. I've been building guard lists. I started painting up White Scars, and I started building White Scars list. I've listened to like four hours of White Scars lore and a Warhammer book and a bunch of other stuff. Like it is not. I'm watching <laughs> battle reports. I like. I'm telling you, I haven't opened up Steam in three weeks. <laughs> like, it's a rapacious <laughs> flame that must be fed. Uh, I support this Legion thing because, like, literally two weeks ago, I was talking about like, hey, maybe we should branch out and play some other games for the show. And John was like, I don't know, man. Like that's. It's a lot of money and investment, and like I don't know if people play Legion. And now here we are, about to play some Legion, and I'm here for it. Big fan, big fan. I'll buy clones tomorrow if I got it. Like, it's it's always great because Joe does this to me all the time. Where like I'll be, he'll be like, "Hey, what about this thing?" I'm like, "Yeah, man, I don't know." Like it, and he knows I'll enjoy it. And he's just like, "Oh yeah, man, I think I think that you should like like just sit on, it, think about it a little bit." It's like he he brings me into a toy store. He goes, gives me a hundred dollar bill, and goes, "Yeah, I know you want to buy that uh that Nerf gun over there. If you get it, you can shoot me with it." I go, "Oh man, I don't know. They got like I get way more for my buck over there, the Hot Wheel section." And you go, well, "I'm gonna let you think about it, knowing damn well I'm gonna go buy that." Nerf gun. <laughs> like, there are some times that I know I have won the battle. It's just waiting for you to have the realization. Uh, yeah. And this is one of them times. And I'm so glad it happened faster than I anticipated. I thought I would have to wait till Christmas time. No, no, no. We're getting in before Thanksgiving. Ugh, so good. Well, I found it for sale. So, and I found someone who's going to split it with me because I'm going to play the Rebels. Mm -hmm. I loved the Rebels as a kid. They're like, so I know cool. this is so super cool. off topic, but I'm just going to dig into it real quick. <laughs> sorry, uh, sorry, <laughs> listeners. We apologize. <laughs> like, I was very into the Rebels as a kid. I had, like, the X-Wing fighter. I got, like, all the little, uh, like, toys playing around with them. I got, like, if there was a Star Wars shirt that had Rebels on it, I, I got it. And for whatever reason, Kid Me also loved Lando Carizian. Because uh, he's <laughs> so cool. It was Han Solo and Lando, like those were like in Chewbacca. Those three were my favorites. Like, everyone was like, "Oh my god, Luke Skywalker's a hero with a lightsword." I was like, "Yeah, but have you seen Han Solo's jacket and the size of that Wookiee?" Like <laughs> that Lando's got carpet a has a laser crossbow, laser crossbow. 
there's a half cape on Lando? Tell me that isn't rad. And what do you know? I turned into like a six foot one furry man who likes jackets and half capes <laughs> and finger guns. Pew pew. You got there, John. Great. You got there. You felt your way through that one. I didn't know where you were going, but I'm glad you found your way out. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, I, I'm going to play Rebels, and it's going to be... I have no idea how they play. I'm just going to be a child with toys. Yes. <laughs> Big fan. Big fan. I, I'm a fan of having a game that I'm not nearly trying to be competitive at. I'm just here to do pew-pews with my favorite faction, the clones. And That's I can't talk cheap. about clones, or I'm going to take up a half hour of this episode. Y'all, I got feelings. Um, just like the simulations. Just like the simulations. Oh, God. Um, yeah. The, the Legion will have its own episodes, one way or the other. Either we love it or we didn't like it. Here's why. Uh, or let's just talk about laser guns. Go pew pew. Um, but that'll be coming in the future. But I'm I'm glad you got so much hype from the weekend, though. Like, that's that's an incredible amount of go juice. Yeah, I've got more hype than my wallet can manage because I have, like... I've made a budget plan for all the models I want to get. <laughs> oh, God. Did you open up an spreadsheet, Excel spreadsheet? <laughs> I knew it! I knew it! Uh. Uh, normally, my spreadsheets are reserved for Magic the Gathering text, not for budgeting out each individual piece of my four Warhammer armies Who I want to get. Who are you? Who uh. are you? What have you done with my co-host? I've made so many spreadsheets in the last three months. <laughs> My God, you monster! Um, yeah, I I'm glad you got so much juice. I myself have had a similar amount of go. I've been working on them towel that John has foisted upon me. Um, I you, there are a lot of listeners who are probably going, "What Joe didn't talk about playing towel?" And you would be right. <laughs> Um, I'm a bastard Much like all the factions I play Besides Rebels I'm a bastard No, Rebels are still kind of bastards Anyways, I'm a bastard <laughs> I was gonna say, They made a whole movie about that, John Whole movie Yeah, so like Tau have always been kind of neat And I like big robots Which is nice And I also like the idea That maybe we shouldn't genocide Everything we come across So Tau have always been kind of cool But like I never had a way into Tau That made sense And uh, they're really expensive To just buy outright and the rules were in then one of my buddies played Tau and I didn't want to step on his toes so I was just like yeah no Tau no Tau for Joe that's fine and then here comes John with a box loaded with Tau that he systematically across an entire weekend poked at me with for three days Friday night Saturday, and all of Sunday. Um, and then I left you alone with it for like two days. And then you started sending me messages about it two days later. <laughs> just needling away at my defenses. Um, about how like, hey man, like I, we split some boxes and stuff. It's like, hey, I could just give you Tau instead. There's a lot of Tau here. It's like $200 in Tau. And it's like way more than what you need from the boxes so like you could just take these tau and then i started looking into tau and mechanically they're still a little rough but they're just they're just cool and i was high on hype so david i took the tau <laughs> and uh since then i have been like testing a new paint scheme that i am just making myself on the fly purely running on excitement 
3D printer going burr. 3D printer do a lot of burr. So I've been very excited trying to learn a lot about them. Uh, and also, uh, Total War Warhammer 3 revealed the ogres by good tubby boys. Uh, so now, like a 3D printer go burr, I print some ogre stuff. I just, I'm going mad over here with models. Just mad with hobby progress. And uh, I love that. I love that. It's so good. And I think if there is any sort of indication of how fun the weekend was, it's this excitement that we had coming out of it. And uh, looking at the group message, I know we're not alone. So that's just incredible. And it made all the prep worth it. Um, but I do think we should probably mention the prep that went into it to get this level of excitement. And then we'll break down the actual weekend itself. So first things first, we had to first kind of plan out how many tables we were going to have and where we were going to put them. Because let's be honest, if you don't have enough tables for people to play on the weekend, it's not going to go well. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah like it, nowhere to play, no fun to have. Uh, so we had roughly seven people who were coming who were going to play Warhammer and coming in at different times. So that we knew we needed to have six tables. There's no way around it. Had to be done. Uh, so for us, we used some fold-out tables. Uh, you could get these like six-foot by two-foot fold-out tables at like Walmart or Target or pretty much any big box store. And you put two of those side by side, and you have a four-foot by six-foot table. And you're good to go. So I had one set of those for one room. Uh, John brought in a second set for the second room. And then uh, my buddy Jake had a fold-out gaming table that we put in the third room. So, bada bing, bada boom, we had enough tables for everybody. But if we had more people, would have had to have more tables. Uh, so we managed to dodge that bullet. Uh, next thing, we then had to get enough terrain to fill each table. And with enough extra terrain to like mix up the layouts and stuff between games. So we needed not just enough, but even some excess. And uh, we managed to pull that off. Uh, Corwin uh, came in from up north, and he brought uh, a bunch of terrain that he had been working on for like two weeks before the event. He also borrowed some from a buddy that gave us a little more. Um, and then Lucas, listener and friend of the show, is an absolute champion and was just like, hey, you need terrain. I will paint gorgeous full table terrain two weeks before this whole shindig is happening. No, not even that. He had like a week. And he's just like, yep, here you go. I've painted up this absolutely gorgeous full table of terrain that you can use. There you go, guys. Thanks for inviting me. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> get, get the house. Doritos are over there. Pick it up on it. Um, and that worked. That worked out really well. But if, uh, you know, if people hadn't had been so generous, we might have been struggling a little. And also, you just kind of, we had to have the space to do it, because we've tried to do something like this before, and we've done it, like, successfully. However, we had to go to, like, a game store and rent out a space, and you don't necessarily know how much of that space you're actually going to get access to when you rent something out like that, and how many people are going to be coming in and out, or going through the store, and browsing, and getting in the way, and whole nine yards. Yeah. But here, luckily, like, it is my house so we could map it out before the weekend all right we have like a dedicated 
gaming room, one table there. All right, the living room can fit a six foot by four foot table in front of the couch. Cool, table there. All right, dining room, we move some stuff around. We could get another table in there. All right, sweet. Uh, and we also kept them all on one floor. So whoever was upstairs was not necessarily bombarded by loud gaming noises. You know, namely my wife. <laughs> Because, uh, you know, you want to be considerate if you're having everybody over to play games. But look, you know, we had the space to make it happen. If we had to have, like, two more tables, though, we might have had to got creative. Which is a thing we'll talk about a little later with potential future things. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we're going to expand. <laughs> like, <laughs> Yes. We're going on the road, Joseph. <laughs> well, we're we're going to get a tour bus. <laughs> we're going in the basement. But uh, <laughs> the road. <laughs> Any other big prep stuff that you think is worth mentioning that we had to do before the weekend? Yeah, I, I don't Maybe we'll talk more about the prep stuff that I think that we should do next time because there's definitely some stuff that we forgot about we should probably do. Uh, yep. Um, yeah. But, like, yeah, it was definitely a lot of prep. Um, a lot of scheduling, like, to, like getting everyone on board, rescheduling some of the people, figuring it out stuff because some people could come, some people couldn't. Mm hmm. Uh, and now we've ran a smaller thing, so we're probably gonna make a bigger one next time. But yeah, I think that was all the prep for the yeah first part. Yeah, you want to talk about so. the actual event now? Like, you want to talk about our games? The like almost thirty games of Warhammer that we're playing. Oh my god, there total? was so much Warhammer happening. Um, so then the ev- we got all the prep done. We made it. It was cool. It was really good. We got in under the deadline. Everything worked out fine. People started coming in. Uh, a lot of folks showed up like Friday night. They came in, made their long drive, and we didn't really do gaming Friday night. We just sort of hang out and drank, had some drinks and talked and caught up. Because let's be honest, we hadn't seen each other and some of us hadn't seen each other in person in years. Thanks, COVID. Um, so that was kind of a relaxing night. But once everybody got in, we had the evening, we relaxed, kind of set our expectations for the weekend of having fun, casual weekend Uh, Where everybody's like super chill and having a good time. Set is the main goal. Uh, We woke up Saturday and y'all, that's when it started. Um, Had essentially like brewed a giant pot of coffee and then we were off to the races. Yeah, like Corwin got donuts. So we just sat around and we're like, oh, yes, let's drink our coffee and eat our donuts. And I stepped outside and had a cigarette. And then we all were like, are we going to beat the tar of each other? Yes, we're going to beat the absolute dog shit out of one another. Yeah, there was a, a sort of general feeling of everybody relaxing. And at some point, I don't remember who broke the silence, but someone went, are we fighting or what? Are we... <laughs> and the, Do we matched on Fight Club? <laughs> or are we fighting or what? And the answer was yes. Uh, so games started up pretty much immediately. Like morning games happened. Everybody paired off. Except we had an odd number of players. So I sat out the first round, um, but man, it was super fun to kind of watch everybody pair up and have a blast. Uh, I was kind of worried that at first people would be a little hesitant to kind of dive into it, but was I wrong? So wrong. So terribly, terribly wrong. Um, a lot of people knew each other from before the game weekend, and those who didn't had friends there in common, which I think helped break the ice a little. Because let's be honest, it can be kind of hard to dive into something blind if you don't know anybody. 
but I think that helped here is that there was always a mutual connection somewhere near or at the table to kind of make introductions and then, you know, roll some dice. And John, what was your first game against? Uh, I believe it went against Corwin first. So Space Wolves. Yeah. The first game was against Space Wolves. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was a good time. It was very, very good. Um, something I'm, I want to touch on that I had, that was just a thorough line through the entire event was that everyone, nobody at any point got like huffy. Like nobody got all like upset about the rules or like an interaction mm-hmm. or like no, nothing ever got like, I don't, I don't see it that way. Like that never happened. It was always like, we'd have a question and someone would go, Hey, does anyone know the answer to this question? And everybody like would either go, yes, here's the answer. Here's where is that in the book? Or someone would go, no, none of us do. We should all collectively look it up. And then a whole bunch of us are all looking at the book going, huh, what do you know? <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, it was in, everybody sort of dove into different sections of, you know, like one of the questions we had was uh, the secondary thin their ranks. You get points for killing stuff, blah, blah, blah. But how does that work with Necrons? Because they die and come back. Yeah. And there was just, there was a whole lot of other things that were very endearing. Like there was a lot of, hey, this is what's in my list. Um, just so you're aware so that you, maybe you can bring some stuff to deal with it in case that's too much. Or like some, hey, I'm like, this is my intent. Here's some of the gotchas in my army. So that you don't get blindsided, like that was shit. There was a mutual thing that everyone was doing and sharing with one another. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was that hearing the phrase "Did you intend to do that?" was the best thing of the weekend, because there were a lot yeah. of times where someone might have been just a little in or a little out of something, and it would have been a bad time, and no one was deterred about it. In every instance, they went, "No, no, just like nudge." There you go. You're good. Keep or rolling. like when someone would clearly misunderstand a rule and then make an action based off of that misunderstanding and the other person recognizes it and goes, oh, but are you trying to do this? It ain't going to work like that because of this. And they'd go, oh, damn. I was like, yeah, but if you did this, it would do the same thing. And they'd go, oh, awesome. We're going to do that. Mm-hmm. And like that happened to me and I did that to other people. Like we, it was a, it was a shared thing. It was not just like because you and me do that all the time. Like, you, me, and Seth are pretty good about all that. Mm-hmm. Um, we play the game arguably more than most people. Yeah. I'd and say probably more than the average bear. Yeah, and so we we do it naturally. But these other folks picked up on what we were doing and started doing the same thing. And so it became this very um, positive group. Like, to the point where, like, I think that we could even tune up our list to be harder and meaner. And everyone would just be like, cool. And be able to do it. It'd be great. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Watch out. Competitive tournaments. Joe Hammer team coming at you in 2022. <laughs> <laughs> Asking about intention and not planning ahead on food. <laughs> yeah. I mean, if you want to dive right into that. No, 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 no. We, we barely got through first game. Um, yeah. I, We're not going through each game. I, I'm not going to do a play-by-play, but I want to throw some standout moments. Okay. okay. Um, so, yeah, I think... Everybody being very, very chill, super worth mentioning, because it was part of what made the weekend so fun and so enjoyable and so not painful. Uh, And it meant that nobody was hesitant, like, "Eh, I don't know if I really want to play a game. Everybody was wanting a game. 
If you asked the question, hey man, you want to play? The answer was always, let's go. Because there was just no traditionness. Uh, and that, very helpful. Very, very helpful. Uh, I also want to give a shout out to the first game that our bud Lucas played with uh, Travis. Both are buds. It's all buds. Buds all the way down. Buds all the way down. <laughs> uh, they had like a learner game against each other because Travis hasn't played this edition. And uh, Lucas has barely played any tabletop wargaming. So they had like a 500 point game against each other. And it was the closest, swingiest thing I have ever watched in my life. Uh, sisters versus Necrons with like heroes going down, but standing back up and counter punches and, you know, the last remaining units punching above their weight to scythe the other, the enemy back. Uh, and in the end they finished on a perfect tie, perfect tie and uh huge fan. Huge yeah, fan. it was very good. I've never uh, in person seen a tie before. So awesome. Yeah. Those were good. I, similarly, I think my best game was against uh, your buddy, and now my buddy, Jake, uh, mm-hmm. and his death card. We had a tank battle. It was like the movie Fury. I had three tank commanders <laughs> and a manticore with a bunch of like infantry, and he had three plague burst crawlers and a bunch of infantry. <laughs> and it was just like World War One. We like we never really got we got into melee on turn four. Like, <laughs> yeah. Just a whole lot of big cannonades flying at one yeah. another. Yeah, it was World of Tanks, the game. Uh, <laughs> but it was very close. Like, it looked like it was going to go one way by the end of turn one. And then it very quickly became very even. And the game literally came down to, like, a move. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, the win went to Jake. Uh, but, like, it literally came down to one move. And he made a very good move and won and beat me. And it was very good. I was very excited about the whole thing. Yeah. It, I mean, you can't feel bad about a close loss that was hard fought. Like, that's that's a good time. You just had a yeah. great game. Yeah. Um, I prefer close wins and close uh, defeats. Yeah. Yeah, those are good feelings. I don't want to stomp anybody, and I don't want to get stomped. Like, I, is, I love I mean, games where it felt like it could go either way right up to the last second. Speak for yourself about not wanting to get stomped. Who, who wants to get stopped? Oh, I wasn't going to talk about it. I wasn't going to talk about it, but you did this. You did this. So there I was, listeners. Oh, I was talking about... I was making a, I was making a gutter joke, a nasty joke. I was talking about our game, but I guess that too. Here we are. You God, you nasty man. Um, there I was at my house having a fun get-together weekend with all of my friends and watching everybody... Be and funnier wife. Watching everybody have a good time, all right? And I show up with my salamanders list that is... I talked with John before the weekend to make sure, like, oh, is it too hard? Is it too difficult? Should I tone down? And John's like, well, we'll see how it does. Uh, so my second game, or was it my first game? I think it was my first game. It was game. your first game. I was your first game. <laughs> and John was like, hey, you want to play? I was like, sure, love to, love to play. Uh, and he brought a bunch of stuff against me that counterbuilt my army. It wasn't intentional, but like after the game, we realized it was bad. Yeah. <laughs> um, I had a bunch of like salamander space marines and they had like three wounds a pop and like toughness five and normally are really, really good. So I was real clever on my deployment and like, ooh, I don't want my stuff to die. So I'm going to 
keep them out of line of sight and whatnot, and keep all the important stuff hidden out of obscurement. Uh, and then John got to go, and he blew my shit off the board before I got a turn two. Didn't make it to turn two. I got one turn before all my boys were dead, dead, dead. Deader than doornails. Um, he had like a weapon that ignores line of sight and is like strength eight. Uh, like minus three AP, flat three damage. And it gets like 2d6 shots. Uh, and it just blew my army apart. <laughs> yeah, I had a full payload manticore. So uh, it was very good against you. Uh, honestly, it did the best against you. Everyone else did okay. I'll still bring it. Mm-hmm. Like, it's still very good piece, good tool. But, like, against you, it did, like, the perfect amount of damage. Basically, I think it was two turns, and I destroyed, like, half your army. More. Um, yeah. Even points-wise, more. It was yeah. rough. Rough, rough. Yeah, it was pretty It was pretty rugged. Um, yeah. Yeah. So before I even got my turn two, John was like, oh, you can't mathematically win now. Like, you, you have no threat pieces in your army. Oh, I guess that's game. <laughs> like, it was one yeah, of those... Yeah, like... <laughs> like, John felt worse about it than I did. Like, he's like, we're looking at the table, and I'm, I'm looking at the table, I'm going, all my tanks are still there at full wounds. I'm sorry, you had... I had hurt one. You had, it wasn't dead. Yeah. yeah, you had hurt one. You could feasibly kill it that turn, but you couldn't kill the other two tanks or the manticore. Or the infantry, for the most part. And so we're sitting, I'm looking at the table, I'm like, I'm up on points on him t- by double. And he can't pull me off the objectives this turn, so I'm only going to get an even increasing lead. And then third turn, he might be able to pull off one, but I'll still be getting more points than him. So on objectives, I win, no matter what. Mm-hmm. And models-wise, I don't know if he can do enough damage before I do enough damage to him for him to be able to actually do anything about this. Yeah, and so I was like, "Hey, hey, hey, bud, do you want to just play a different game?" Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, that was the thing that was nice about the weekend is the vibe was so chill, and it was also casual that like having one game that was a blowout was very much so. Uh, oh, what can you do next one? Um, rather than having feels bads about it. Uh, yeah, I had like five threat pieces in the army, and John killed four of them before they got to do anything. It was, it's tough. Tough, tough, tough. But it's going to happen. It's going to happen. And it was a good test of the weekend vibe. And the weekend vibes held up. Big fan. And uh, my wife even got to try 40k. Well, she had tried it before and she was like, you guys are insane. I do not want to play this. fucking psychopaths. This is awful. (laughs) Like This is terrible. Why do you do this? Uh, And I I couldn't argue with her. Uh, But she was like, you know, all right, I'll try this new edition and like... She really likes the idea of battle nuns. So she's like, all right, I'll try these sisters of battle. Because Lucas came over and brought sisters. So we did sort of like a combo game that was fun. Like, I don't think it's worth like breaking down the whole thing. But we did a a sort of out of the box game where Travis brought 3,000 points of Necrons and like threw his whole damn army on the table. And uh, Lucas brought like 1,000 points of sisters. My wife, Amanda, piloted. 500 points of sisters and I brought 1500 of salamanders and we had a slobber knocker of a game where she kind of got to see how the rules worked. And that was also a really fun time and a good feeling. Um, 
Yeah, just a blast all the way down. And people got a lot of games in. A whole lot. Good God. Yeah, I got five games in in like a day. Like I had one game on Sunday, but then I played four games on Saturday. It mm-hmm. was... Oh, buddy. <laughs> yeah, I got three because I had host stuff that had to go on. So, like, if there was ever a time where I could play or someone else would, I'm going to be there all weekend. So, I kind of let them step in. Um, but even could with that, imagine? still three games. Could you imagine if we did this on, like, a three-day weekend? Huh. Oh. Eight games. Everybody get eight uh, games. Everybody. Start off. Really, everybody call off Friday because we got Monday off. And we're going to play for four <laughs> days. <laughs> uh, we are going to start and finish a Crusade League in a weekend. Oh, my God. Hang on to your butts. Um, Everyone's bedtime, 2 a.m. for four days. God, John, we're old. That's going to hurt. Yeah, but it'll be worth it. It's going to hurt us. It was not too long ago that we were going to LARP and it would be four in the morning and we're whacking each other with sticks. I don't want to hear we're old. We're playing with Plastic Army Men. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to need more monster energy drinks and those morning coffee breaks are going to have to be longer. (laughs) Um, Yeah, it was super, super fun. I, I think we did a whole lot really right. And in fact, we had so much fun that people at the end of the weekend were like, Hey, can we can we do this again? Like, can we can we do this again? Like, this was super fun. Can um, this be a quarterly retreat? Like, <laughs> like, can we make this a regular thing? Uh, and the answer for me was yes, definitely. Like, no doubt. Uh, next time, we're probably going to play Age of Sigmar instead of 40k, just to mix things up a little. Um, but we're looking at sometime next year, maybe like February, earlier in the year. So it gives everybody some time to get their armies ready, uh, get some models in if you need to, because there's a whole lot of time for that. You know, reset PTO, tell, like, family members and jobs and stuff that you're not going to be there. You know, the whole rigmarole, you want some time. And I think that would be a good time to sort of slot it in after the holidays. Um, But with everybody so excited, John and I kind of sat down and started looking at, okay, this was super fun. And all the stuff that we had just talked about. Like, we did really, really well. Don't touch it. Don't change a thing. But we think there are some places that we could improve. And we intend on improving. Um, And I think the first thing... I have, like, two big ones that I think we really could improve on. Um, The first is the food situation. So, we were sort of, like, door dashing food for everybody the whole time. Which, it worked. It got the job done. And that's what matters. But I don't think it's necessarily the best way to do it. Like, I think if we were clever, we could probably plan some big group meals throughout the weekend. Yeah. And, you know, I think we'll also, you know, even with that, we'll end up like ordering a pizza. But like, it could help. Yeah, I think delivery is a nice filler for like, like, like lunch or something. Mm-hmm. But like, I think dinner wise, we should probably have something planned out. Um that we collectively work on as a group mm-hmm. kind of thing. Um, hell, I mean, if we do this in the summertime, we can all take turns being the grill master. Yeah. <laughs> grill out. Um, yeah. I think that food is the biggest, biggest thing I think going forward that will a save time and be like, take some of the stress off. Mm-hmm. Um, especially if we do a longer one, like we were, ju- we were just joking around about doing like a three day one, but if we did a three day one of just gaming and no stops for breaks, I think we'd go insane. I think that 
at that point, going out and getting food or something would probably be useful in that situation. Mm-hmm. But when you only have like a day, like going to go get dinner takes like, it's a game. Like you lose a game. Mm-hmm. You do. It's a whole thing. Yeah. So figuring out food, probably very important. Mm-hmm. I'm sure we can figure it out. And if you guys want to run your own events like this, you should probably think about it before doing it. We didn't, and it was kind of to our own folly. Yeah. I mean, we pulled an audible and we made it work, but that we knew everybody who was there. So like it was much more chill. But if you're running an event with some people you don't know, they might be less inclined to work with you on that. So think ahead. Yeah. Um, uh, what was your second one, Joe? So my second big one, and I think is, I'm going to call it organization. Uh, because when we were talking about all the prep, with having the tables and stuff. We had planned out the tables. We knew where the tables were going. Uh, We knew there would be room for them. And we knew there would be room for terrain on them. So that was all thought about. But we didn't kind of think outside of those three little bubbles. Like, uh, you know, you're going to have a table there. But then where are people going to put their terrain that isn't being used on any of the three tables? Or where are they going to put their armies? Because some people like to pull them out of the bag and they don't want them in the carrying case all weekend. Where are they going to set them up? Or if you have a magnet tray with your stuff on it, where are you going to put that? Where are you going to put drinks? Where are you going to put books? Like, where are you going to put all the food and stuff? Where are you going to put all the snacks? Like, in general, there was just a lot of stuff that we didn't even think about beforehand. Yeah, like, it was was impressive. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah. We we tetrised in there, but like, oh buddy, there was times in which it was like you could not move without like five feet without someone going, "Hey, can you pass me that thing over there?" <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, Again, another thing that it totally worked out. It was fine. I don't even think for most of the people who attended, it would be a, a problem. But it was one of the things that I noticed. Well, it's also something that as we scale up will be a bigger issue. Like if we added like four more people to this roster, Mm -hmm. like it would be a nightmare. So we really got to like come up with some sort of solution because we, we have more friends. We want to come play with us. Like, Mm -hmm. um, who knows? Maybe we'll keep doing these and one day we'll just rent out, like rent out a convention center, (laughs) like a, like at a convention conference room in a convention center, one single room to run Joe Hammercon. Oh my god. Like 30 Pump. people. Secret dreams. Just running a giant narrative event. What a blast that would be. I wouldn't even play in it. I would just organize. I'd essentially DM all the tables. How fun would that be? How oh, great. F- fun would that be? But yeah, um, you know, it was one of those like we made it work with seven people playing. We found places for people to put stuff, and we found places to put books and dice and the whole nine yards. Um but there's a gotta be a better way to put all that stuff somewhere. And I think yeah. there is. Um, you know, in the future, we'll probably have some smaller tables that we set up elsewhere uh, that are designated for, hey, here's the stuff place. Here's the place where you put your stuff. Whatever that means. Um, trains, backpacks, the whole, you know, whatever you got. Feel free. Tuck it all in here. It's all going to be safe. And you can come grab it whenever you need it. But it's out of the way so that food and drinks and snacks cannot still be out where people need them. So that definitely could be improved on, without a doubt. Yeah, uh, I think the other thing, like well, like the, one of the other things that you didn't touch on that I'd like to touch on, 
is like if you're gonna play one of these yourself recognize that like people are gonna congregate because everyone's friends are gonna want to hang out and you don't want to mm-hmm. ruin that vibe by being like hey we're trying to play a game here but there are times over the weekend where like there'd be a whole there'd be like seven people in a room with two people two of those people trying to play a game and the other people are like we had just like maybe came over and helped us with a rule but like haven't migrated away so it would be hard to just keep doing the game because there'd be a lot of people talking and in an enclosed space it can kind of get like a bit much so maybe classifying some intent ahead of time with everybody of like, hey, this is the spot where we can all go to congregate and hang out and just talk. Or like trying to share a little bit of the, hey, uh, you're being a little loud kind of vibe mm-hmm. uh, would help. Because like we ran into that problem. We were able to like smooth out the edges pretty fine. Like most of us have known each other for a while and the ones who didn't are all like we're all adults. So we're able to go, oh, okay, I can recognize that. Got to work on that. Cool. Oh, we're going to go back to the game now. Mm-hmm. Wasn't an issue. But for, for I think definitely see where for other people that can make an event go from good time to bad time real quick. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's something to that. Um, I think in particular, the living room made it more difficult than other rooms. So like we had three tables set up at three different areas. So we had one table in like a hobby room that is kind of isolated and doesn't have a whole bunch of sound that bounces. And that one was all right. The one in the kitchen, similarly, not a lot of room to move around it. So it wasn't very loud in there. But the table in the living room, it's kind of the congregation spot. Um, Which made it a little loud, I'd imagine. Now, that one I'm glad someone else pointed out because it's something I don't really notice. Because it just doesn't bother me. But like... It's a thing to think about. Yeah. I don't think that it was uh, like atrocious. I think it was just a thing. But we, I think we managed it pretty well. Overall, the weekend was a great success. Mm-hmm. Um, I just can't. I'm in full guard mode. I shouldn't say full guard mode because I'm also building White's cars. But I will tell you, I have, haven't even looked at my chaos stuff. I know that the World Eater stuff is coming out next year, but I'm just going to wait. Wait for that. Until then, it's white scars and guard, baby. Ooh, I'm going to shoot you with so many AI drones. I'm going to get you back. All that line of sight ignoring stuff. Oh, boy. There are some high payload missile pods with your name on them. Uh, wait till I bring three manticores against your town. <laughs> Ooh, I'm going to bring like nine broadsides. It is going down. Uh, it's going to be so fun. But yeah, I think if any we can give anybody anything out of this episode, it's that if you do want to put on a small event, y'all, it could be really worth it. Just do some planning beforehand. Uh, learn well, from mean, our mistakes, hopefully. Um, to use D&D as an example, like you do a session zero to run a campaign where you get everyone's intent down, like what characters are in play, and like you discuss it. And in a lot of ways, if you're going to run an event, you're like the DM of that Warhammer event. Mm-hmm. Have a session zero with everyone. Sit down in Discord or like have a group chat. Ask everybody what they're bringing, what they're doing. Kind of give out responsibilities. Like it's a group event. Make it communal. Everyone pitches in and everyone gets to have a good time. Yep. And I think if you do that and you're open and you're honest and you're transparent with everybody, it will just set you up for success. And it definitely did for us. Um, and of course, we talked about how we're going to do this again next year. When we get to that point, we will talk about it then, and we'll tell y'all how it went. Um, And I'm really excited to come back with another iteration of improvements that I'm sure we're going to be able to make then. And, you know, maybe if we keep doing this as a community, we can help each other's 
get-togethers all be good fun. Uh, in the meantime, we do have some other stuff planned for the podcast. Uh, just here at the end, I want to do a quick plug. Please don't click off yet. I know most people probably do. Actually, people listen to it all the way through, so good for y'all. Um, we have our Except for w- Tony. <laughs> I, I see you, Tony. I don't actually know if there's a guy named Tony. I hope the there's someone named Tony. Tony. Um, but we do have our one-year anniversary episode coming up. And uh, we want to make it one that is focused around our experience with this thing and uh, how it's worked for us. And also around what it's been like for you guys to listen to it. Uh, so if you have questions you want us to answer on the episode, send them in. Happy to answer them. Uh, if you have thoughts or ideas for what you'd like to see on the podcast in the future, feel free to send them our way, even if they're not the current format. Uh, we are going to be making some changes, and some of them uh, were even open to being big changes. But, you know, without the idea in our head, we can't consider it. So feel free to send it over. Um, as We say it every time, but we really mean it this time. You know, Twitter, Instagram, or Facebook... Uh, not Facebook comments, Twitter, Instagram, or YouTube comments. We read them, uh, and they're open. So uh, any questions or thoughts you have, we would absolutely love to hear them while we hobby away on Star Wars Legion. And also Guard. And also White Scars. And, and also Tau. Also Cruel Boys. And, and many... also A Song of Ice and Fire Miniatures game. Thank you, Miniac. Oh, no, I gotta get stars there for that, too. <laughs> <laughs> well... We're going to be real busy. But that's the winter of hobby. Hobby winter is here. And that's been all of our opinions. Bonafide Kentucky Fried. We'll see you all on the next episode.